<laughs> that wasn't very loud at yeah. all. I think that was pretty good. <laughs> Welcome okay. to Voices in Japan. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey. We're uh, trying out a new little uh, setup here, right? <laughs> yeah. A bit more cozier at the Barefoot Bar. We're yeah. still here. Yeah, we're uh, all naked. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's idea, as usual. Uh, um, no, we are, for those watching us on YouTube, we're filming in a different locale in the Barefoot Bar. So, um, a different corner of the bar. That's right. A nicer corner. Yeah, I quite like this sofa I'm sitting on. <laughs> yeah, for people who've Sweet. never been here before, uh, it's two story. There's two floors. The main bar is downstairs. And so we're, yeah, we're upstairs, uh, where it's kind of a little bit more lounge. Atmosphere, some sofas and some couches and stuff. A bit more relaxed. Hopefully, you'll be able to tell while you listen. We uh, we're going to be sound more <laughs> relaxed, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, trying something new out. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it's been a while since we've the all recorded th- together. That's right. right. It has been. Yeah. Sorry about uh, the last episode. I was a little busy. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. Yeah, it was probably our best one yeah. yet. <laughs> to think of it. But uh, what what great weather we're having. It's Bloody Finally, beautiful. yeah. Over the weekend was very nice, right? Yep. I had a had a nice game of tennis for the oh. second time this year. Okay, down by the river. Did you wear your whites? Uh, I don't wear white. I wear uh, red and black. Oh, not red and black. Red and blue. Sorry, red yeah. and blue. <laughs> red and blue. Oh, is that uh, a uh, I'm patri- super patriotic thing. I'm super Britain. That's Britain, right. Man. That's patriotic. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Charles has got to represent. Yeah. Represent your country. By the way, um, before we get into it. Um, be careful if you're riding your bicycles because I know you guys ride your bicycles. My missus put her bicycle in the street, and this is the thing that's very annoying about Sapporo. She came out of the shop, she was in there for a minute, it was gone. Uh-oh. Downtown, was it stolen? No, was it taken by the bloody bicycle police? Yes. So, how did you know that they took it? <clears throat> well, things very get rarely get stolen over here. But they couldn't leave a note, right? Because the bike's like they gone. They took the bloody bike, right? And left a note where the bike was. <laughs> they should have left a, no, what they do? a dead pigeon or something. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a call card. I mean, where the hell is it? You know? So I, I went online trying to find where the bicycle prison is. And yeah, eventually found a, a number. I called it. And they said, what does the bike look like? I explained what the bike was. It's got two wheels, (laughs) handlebars, (laughs) pedals. I should have done that. Where is it? And they said, oh, yeah, this is, we got, we have your bike. (laughs) The one with two wheels. (laughs) And so I drove there. So it's out on East 13, so 13 blocks from the city center. I've been there, yeah. Yeah, I've had the same thing as happened, yeah. yeah. So fucking annoying, man. Anyway, um, yeah, you get there and there's like a, a bloody um bicycle graveyard. There's thousands of bicycles that nobody's claimed just piling up. I'm like, you're doing a good service, guys. Do a good <laughs> job. 
And yeah, it was 2,000 yen I had to pay. They brought out the bicycle. Bicycle was a bit scared and obviously distraught by the whole yeah. experience. <laughs> had to calm it down. <laughs> Chucked it in the back of the car and drove off. Um, they do have underground parking in Sapporo for those who are going to ride in Sapporo. But it's 100 yen to park your bike there for the day. So why wouldn't they just make it free? Just free parking underground. You're encouraging people to use their bicycles, and I don't know. I think, man, why don't they have parking police for cars that idle park and block up traffic? That's my two cents. Well, it, actually, I I'm completely agree with that. <laughs> Everybody knows. I guess one of my pet peeves are people that just pull over on the side of the road in uh, Sapporo or Japan just park there. But, yeah, it's funny you mention that because I was actually walking around downtown, and there was like a group of the yeah. – they wear Police green bicycles. Yeah, yeah, wearing green. Actually, and they were taking pictures and like of the bicycle that they just put a a note on. They were pick, taking a picture of the of the note in the area that says you're not supposed to park here. And I mean, it's definitely got a lot stricter in the last yeah, like very ten strict. years or so, something. Yeah. yeah, she she was pretty upset. She thought it'd be nicked, right? Yeah, I right. said it's probably just been taken by these wankers. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess they're doing a, a good job. I mean, they are, but you go out there and you see all those. But I heard they like. I mean, uh, does they, I mean, too many bicycles do clog up the streets, yeah. and you know, if it, say wheelchair access or you know, people with so maybe some sort of disability or something. You know, maybe it is a bit of a pain. So maybe, but just have an underground parking for free. That's, yeah. Do you know what they do with the? I've, I mean, I've heard, but I don't know if it's true or not. That like. And I don't know how long they let them sit in the graveyard before they do this, but I've heard they resell them to like maybe some Southeast Asian countries and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, probably. So probably that's send them off to China because they got a lot of bikes maybe with heroin in the tires. You yeah. know what's going on. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard maybe that was just somebody telling me that, so I didn't think they were just like all these bikes sitting there forever. You know. So like, you could just like if you want a bike, just go to that place and say, "Look, my bike's there." They probably yeah. won't say, no, it's not. No, well, you had to when show that it's your bike. I didn't have the key to the bicycle, but I just showed a picture of the bicycle when I bought it, mm. and I said, that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, usually when you buy a bike and they ask you if you want to do this, most people you probably do, don't do it. Do. I, yeah, they say, it. like, you did you a, register and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you put a little yeah. yellow sticker on your bicycle. Oh, right, yeah, you have register that, your have bicycle. That, yeah. Yeah, every, time, every time you buy a bike, right, yeah. you have to do that. Yeah. I know you would, <laughs> you you, you're, a serious, <laughs> yeah. you're a serious bicycle guy. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's good you got it back. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of relief. And 2,000 yen, it's not. It's not too bad. It's not like 10,000 yen or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, but it is shocking when all of a sudden you come out and it's not there and what's going on. I remember seeing someone around, uh, what's the massive bicycle station, big camera, Mm. that big building outside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think some woman did exactly the same as what your wife did, just left her bike outside for like a minute and she came out. She was like all in her cycling gear of her helmet and she was just like panicking. She's like running around like, Oh, have you seen my bike? Have you seen my bike? And I, I assumed that it was stolen. Right. But it probably wasn't, like you're saying, because yeah. it's Japan. But I mean bicycles do get bike you know, bicycles do get stolen every now and then. Yeah, one of the few of things, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a five thousand yen um BMX bike. Yeah, if it's a nice bike, then it probably yeah, you want to could get it stolen. Yeah. yeah. Um there's like bike gangs or something that still Really nice bikes, and I don't know, flog them off yeah, around right. Japan or something. Or well, that's what we should abroad. do as a dark part-time job. Oh, um, speaking of could, which, we could dress up in sort of lime green dress outfit. As a bike. <laughs> 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 Those guys, <laughs> and just start taking bikes. The effort, 
to actually take a bicycle and put it on a truck and then drive it off. So. Were they like old dudes that, yeah. that do that kind of job? Yeah. 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 Purpose. But yeah, the dark part-time work that uh, leads in well to a uh, news article that... Uh, Segway, oh, is that what it's called? Segway? <laughs> um, yeah, so this dark part-time work is apparently becoming more and more popular. We mentioned it before uh, from, what was it called, the Luffy Crimes or whatever those guys. Oh, in the Philippines. Yeah, right? who kind of recruit people online for these like kind of small crime jobs. Uh, but this most recent one that made the news wasn't uh, – very small. Uh, this was from, I think, the website Tokyo Weekender. Uh, I think this was last two weeks ago, Monday from today. Three masked assailants stole around 70 watches from a Rolex specialty store in Ginza as stunned onlookers filmed them on their phones. The suspects, all in their teens, told the police they didn't know each other. It seems certain, therefore, that they were recruited for Yami Baito, which is kind of dark part-time jobs. <laughs> yami Baito. Yami. Yami why, is... Why don't let's call it a crime? Like, <laughs> it's a typical Japanese thing to go, dark part-time jobs. They need uh, an expression for everything, right? And they, they normally do. It's, it's very uh, impressive. Yeah, a little nickname for everything, mm. contraction and stuff. But yeah, I get, apparently these guys stole, like, what was it, 70... Wristwatches worth a total of 250 million yen, which is like about 1.8 million dollars. But they were re they were apprehended shortly after that because they like ran into an apartment building, and uh, they were arrested for trespassing. But then they found the van, and they obviously kind of knew that it was them. And now they're checking out their cell phones and trying to see if they were recruited for these. Uh, they were all between the ages of 16 and 19 and said they didn't know each other, which is why the police think that they were kind of recru recruited uh, as part of these. Yeah. Yami Baito or online. Mm. Could dark they have just crimes. been lying? That too. I mean, that's what they usually do. That's what we, not we, but uh, <laughs> Oop, people. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. This uh, was kind of uh, talking to my wife about this because uh, this was on TV. And uh, she kind of feels like, I mean, you know, like Japan's not becoming dangerous, but there's a lot of like frustrated people kind of doing a little bit more uh, criminal activity. I don't know if you guys saw it, but actually, uh, some dude like at Odori Station made the news, just kind of like uh, down underground at Odori Station, jumped on one of the tables down there and was like yelling. Can't remember who he was yelling. We about talked about stuff. that in uh, the other week, right? Yeah. Did he have a sword? Yeah, he had, he had a very long knife that was like the size of a machete. Oh, really? And he was like really drunk. Don't you support the podcast, Burke? Don't you listen to us? <laughs> not those episodes I'm not on or I don't have anything to correct about. No, yeah, so that dude too. So it's kind of just like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's pandemic related or just pandemic has kind of, you know, pushed people into becoming more frustrated <laughs> and expressing their frustrations. But yeah, yeah that's, you know, assassination the, attempts and the stuff. The cost of living going up and... Well, uh, food and yeah. all that stuff happening. Um, yeah, that kind of reminds me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I actually watched a movie recently that was kind of like based on that kind of crime. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Aubrey Plaza? Do you know her? Like this famous actress. And the movie's called Emily the Criminal. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah that's in Tokyo, sure. isn't it? No, it's, it's, oh. <laughs> it's, it's set in America, but it's like similar. She doesn't have any money. She's like a student that needs to pay off her student debts. Doing and a little yummy bite. Yeah, she ends up like kind of, you know, there's like these 
gangs that steal credit card information mm-hmm. and then they, they give them to just like random people that want to sign up. Like, oh, here's $200, go buy a TV, bring the TV back and then we'll give you like some money for it. Right. That kind of thing. And then the, the crime gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then she ends up, yeah, becoming head of this crime group. Mm. Yeah. It's a good, good movie. And Aubrey Plaza is a good actress. She's a very, she was in like Parks and Recreation. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Kind of the partial was that Chris Pratt? Yeah, yeah. So that's where she started from as well. So she's kind of like a bit of a comedian too, oh, like okay. real, real witty. Nice. I watched the uh, Northman the other day. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's I got that. nothing to do with uh, this though. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out, the Northman. Very good. Um, I was reading um, this Hiroshi Tsutomi, a sixty-three-year-old professor of criminology at the University of Shizuoka. Um, he served as a juvenile corrections legal aid, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> he said there are many young people facing financial difficulties and many of them have, re- have little reluctance to find a job via social media and similar platforms. So um, society as a whole must create a system to support the lives of young people. How? How are you going to do that? Good question. Tell them to get a job. (laughs) I mean, it's all it's all connected, right? That's why they're saying people aren't getting married because people don't feel like they've got enough money to support a family or raise kids and contributing to the downfall of Japan. We're kind of in the last of the glory years, so you know, if you want to uh, enjoy Japan while it's still Japan, you better get over here quick. (laughs) That's my advice. I guess that kind of goes on to our topic as well, right? Oh, another Sejway. Sejwaja. Yeah. um, What we were talking about before, Burke, uh, like when we were trying to come up with ideas, we were looking at like chat GPT and uh, and asking it some questions. Mm -hmm. And one was uh, what someone should prepare if they wanted to come and live in Japan. So now, as Berg was saying, might be a good time to come here. You know, yen is low, yen is cheap. So if you're coming up with uh, American or British pounds, you might live quite well out here. Mm-hmm. Until um, your money runs out and then you're going to be stuck with the worthless currency <laughs> for the rest of your life like all so of us. So head to the and Philippines. And stuck here. <laughs> it's way cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben was saying this recent trip kind of felt like it wasn't so. Well, that's it, yeah, because we were in Bali and – um things were about the same price as japan like going yeah, out right. for a meal um yeah. alcohol is actually more expensive in bali like a bottle of wine was starting at like two thousand yen really? and that's mm-hmm. in a supermarket uh-huh. um so you stole it <laughs> stole a few of them yummy bite dog the drunker i got the more i went in and stole <laughs> so yeah so maybe in the future japan will be the place to live you know, in terms oh, of like well, expats going well, to a cheaper place, maybe Fukuoka might be the place to go. I mean, how much are they paying you for that? <laughs> I see you just well, put the, his Red uh, Bull too down in front of the camera. Well, what's, tra- what's going on here? I, tra- I tried to hide it. Uh, we're not sponsored by Red Bull yet. Uh, Red Bull, if you are listening, we are available. For nice Nike shirt too. You got <laughs> yeah, <here. exactly. laughs> Um, what's well, fun, actually, you know, I mean, look, yeah, I obviously have, uh, developed a new love in my life, uh, in terms of Japanese cities, but as Sapporo warms up more and more stores are having their like outdoor dining and more people are out on the street dressing more in their summer style, I kind of realized part of the energy I felt in Fukuoka that I hadn't been feeling summer. in Sapporo yeah. was just summer. I mean, don't you guys kind of feel like the city's coming out of its slumber a little bit yeah, right definitely, now? Yeah, definitely, definitely. The beer gardens are about to kick off probably around the 
beginning of June, I think, end of May, possibly. Okay, yeah. Some places. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not the main Odori one, but a lot of <laughs> bars and department stores will have them on the roofs. Yeah, so we getting started about that earlier, right? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So did you ask uh, your AI assistant about uh, how somebody should prepare? I did. My specific question was, if you're a single British man in his 30s, what would you need to do to come to Japan? Or what would you need to prepare and uh, they gave a list of 10 things that you should think about. Uh, first one, number one, would be the visa. So ensure you have the appropriate visa to live and work in Japan. Hold on, let's, uh, let's quiz Matt. Let's see if, uh, if he knew, knows any of these. Okay, so one of them was the visa. That kind of fell. I asked. I got more general um, responses, and then within those got more detailed ones. And then I asked more details about one of them. But yeah. Just preparing. So visa. Anything else people should? Well, uh, before I answer this, do you know the uh, CEO of uh, Chatbot Chatbot Chat GPT has called on U.S. lawmakers to regulate artificial intelligence? Now, okay, off well, with the yeah, question. He, uh, he's got to say it. Wasn't it Sam Sam Altman? Yeah, yeah. He's got to say that, right? Uh, kind of hedges <laughs> bets uh, in terms of the loss, future lawsuit. Well, everyone else is. Asking for it, right? So I guess he should kind of join in as well, and then they I can't so. come back and bite me in the ass. What are they saying? There's like dangers of people losing their jobs or misinformation. But I mean, uh, th I've heard one of the main reasons they're basically doing that is because they didn't do any regulation when social media first started because they figured it was bad to get in the way of innovation. And uh, now they're just looking at all the harmful effects that have resulted from social media platforms, especially on young people and stuff. So they're kind of saying, obviously, AI is like a whole new animal. Uh, maybe they should think about regulating ASAP. But uh, yeah, kind of got a window to do that, apparently. So yeah, going back, <laughs> visas, yeah. anything else people... Well, my question was, uh, assume the role of a human resources department employee at a major Japanese corporation located in Tokyo. Explain in bullet point format the top five most important ways for an American to prepare for living in Japan. Mm. So maybe there's different answers for the yeah, American. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, know. I would say brush up on your Japanese. Oh, that was number one. <clears throat> that was number two one. on my list. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe uh, secure a job. Oh, this one kind of assumed that you they were already, the yeah, they got okay. the job. Did you oh, mention right. anything about employment? So, so this one's uh, assuming that you don't have anything. So this is coming from scratch. But really? which is why, like, in terms of the visa, you should get a job yeah, right. before you come to Japan. Yeah. So there are there are five kinds of visas that you can get. Uh-huh. What are, what well, are some of the, them? The tourist visa, which would be uh, three months, correct? Uh, let's say not including the tourist. These are working okay. visas. All right. Oh, working visa, not spousal visa. That's get not hitched. a working visa. <laughs> what, well, what's your sure visa, should be a working kind of visa. Kind of visa. PR. Okay, what was your visa before that? What type of working visa did you have? I just had a working. Oh, specialties in humanities. Right, so that's uh, that's kind of the most popular one. The that it's like an engineer specialist in humanities and international services visa. That's mm. the one for like uh, language schools and stuff, right? This uh, this visa is for people employed in uh, engineering, IT, academia, research, or other professional services. Oh, so sorry, what, is it? what was it? Specialty Maybe in I didn't humanity. Have that, one. that was specialties in what? Humanities. Special in humanities. Because I think that's the one we got when we came over. Yeah, at Eon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So academia. Okay, so that's so exactly. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're academics. <laughs> 
But then, but I, I had to move mine to uh, an instructor visa when I moved oh, to universities, yeah, 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 and, that's and also, public schools. Yeah, right, right, I think it's yeah. the same one for JET program as well. Yeah, as instructor visa because they're working in, uh, yeah, like uh, high schools and junior high schools. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they, so I had to change mine over. Um, and there's also a highly skilled professional visa, which uh, kind of none like of I, us have, I'm assuming. We're no, not highly skilled. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's one of the newer visas, actually, right? It's like based on a point system. Yeah, so. this one is for individuals with exceptional skills. So, yeah, uh, usually in uh, research, mm. technology, or business management. I make a mean fried egg. Would that count? <laughs> uh, that will probably be classified as a specified skilled work visa. There you go. Yeah, oh, introduced yeah. in 2019. Yeah, so that's for uh, nursing, construction, agriculture, hospitality. There you go. Egg frying <laughs> and shipbuilding. <laughs> Did you say ship or shit? Shit building. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, they obviously brought these new visas in because they want more foreign workers coming in and they want to make it easier, correct? Yeah, but it doesn't seem like they've made it too much easier because you have to obtain one of these visas before arriving in Japan. All right. So to get a job outside of Japan when you want to get a job in Japan <clears throat> is pretty tough. So what do you have to do? Just show your qualifications at the... Japanese immigration or something you, in your you, home you have country? To, you have to get a job through a company whilst you're <laughs> outside of Japan. And they will arrange the visa. And they will do everything uh, for you. a sponsor. You. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, so you need a sponsor. Yeah. Okay. So you have to deal with the, just interviewing, applying for a job okay. for a company, I and then they deal with everything else. Okay. Yeah. So visas, uh, getting a job is an important uh, thing or way or part of preparation for moving to Japan. Uh, Matt mentioned also language preparation, uh, learning Japanese and understanding Keigo was also mentioned in here. Hold on, Matt. You came here without a working visa, right? Correct. Mm. That's why I wondered, you know. Yeah. And then you were on the run for a couple of years. <laughs> one of those under the radar. And I remember I just self-sponsored myself. <laughs> <laughs> By myself. <laughs> I have known some people that do that. I don't know if you remember how you did it, but I, I heard. I can't that. remember. It's, yeah, like some people said it wasn't too difficult, and then some people said it was more onerous than they thought it would you be. You had to be making over a certain amount of money. And you have to show proof of that and get yeah. documents from your places where you're working and stuff like that right? and that was a specialist in the humanities visa self-sponsored i think so yeah mm. yeah that's why i did everything myself through immigration i wonder if you could do that now like if because that was a while ago right when maybe they've got more strict on mm. getting visas but they shouldn't be right they should be trying to like you're saying, get more people into Japan. Make it easier. Yeah, so maybe self-sponsorship uh, is still available. Because I, I did that too, self-sponsorship after two years. Right. Of once, I, once I finished at, uh, at the Eikaiwa. Yeah. Anything in yours about uh, living arrangements? Uh, I was about to say that, accommodation. Okay. Yeah, this... Arranged uh, accommodation. This was uh, number three. So, yeah, it, it was basically quite you know, generalistic on what to do. Research housing options available in your desired location in Japan. Yeah. Because you can find apartments fully furnished. Um, plus there's also like a, not guest houses, but like communal shared houses. Shared house. Yeah, shared house. 
actually a watched couple... a movie about uh, the other day. <laughs> it was a Titanic 2. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was actually a Japanese movie about this couple um, moving into a shared house. Yeah, and that was their... A shared house or a share house? A share house, you're talking about like a lot of people kind of living yeah, in a... Yeah, yeah. And they have their like own rooms, but there's like a community area. Is that, that talk? Yeah, isn't that a shared house? Oh, I thought you said... A, I think it's called a share house, and then a shared house is like something that you share with another family. <laughs> would be just, my impression. Just, you know how, Anyways, you know moving how, on. You know how like you know how Burke likes to yeah. create things. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, share so house. the share house. Well, Shinkansen is coming to Sapporo <laughs> in twenty third. No, this movie's good. It's, it's on Amazon yeah, so Prime. What happened? So Amazon they move into, but it it's a sounds... couple. Yeah. So it was. It was basically the premise was this couple were coming up to retirement age and they didn't have enough money to support themselves because of the whole economy. Uh, her, her husband got fired or his company went bankrupt and she only had like 2 million yen in savings and she was hearing on like all this advertisement, you need 40 million yen to retire comfortably. Um, so it was about her trying to navigate her savings and one of, and the main solution <laughs> like was a <laughs> to live yeah. in a share house. That's the way to save money. <laughs> Really, so, that yeah. sounds. That was the solution to the end of the movie. But uh, like <laughs> edge of the seat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was a comedy, a comedy drama. But m- most of the people I know who live in share houses are not uh, of retirement age. So was that part of the comedy? Right, well, well, which kind of surprised me of watching this movie because the shared house that they were in was all kind of older people in their fifties, uh, a very kind of happy environment. Uh, there were families there. There was a single mother there who worked in, as a hostess and they all kind of lived together and worked together, cooked for each other. And it, it was very unrealistic in my opinion. <laughs> but then I was like, maybe, maybe this is what share houses are like in Japan. Maybe, never maybe lived it could in one. be, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's how society should be, Ben. Mm. Sure. Which maybe we should, the three of us should move in together. Into a share house? That doesn't sound Three men and a baby. <laughs> that was a great movie. <laughs> you can be Tom Selleck because you kind of got this moustache. Burke's better than mine. <laughs> don't really got the moustache. I want to be Steve uh, Gutenberg. Can I be him? <laughs> Seeing the, who's Steve Gutenberg? He was in uh, Police, Police Academy. Academy. <laughs> The main guy who disappeared and all of a sudden, right? Like after yeah, the 80s finished. He was in Cocoon. Ah, he, was in yeah, cocoon. Yeah. he was the man. He was yeah. the man of the moment. Yeah, he was a big 80s actor. What happened to Steve Gutenberg? Yeah. Steve, if you're listening, me. contact us. We worried. Well, Ben certainly is. <laughs> yeah, you can come join the podcast. <laughs> who was the third man? Uh, let's, let's not talk about three men and a baby. Let's uh, <laughs> move on. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. Who's the last one? And uh, uh, the, the dude from, from Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles Dance. No. Ted Dance. Ted Dance. He was in it. Yeah, yeah. he was oh. a third dude. Yeah. Don't remember him. Yeah. <laughs> so living arrangements in Japan, you can be part of a share house or shared house. <laughs> um, but there are, when we've talked about this before, upfront costs like key money, which is something that... Uh, is that changing? I thought it was, and then uh, I was kind of like explaining that way in the episode we did about it, but then I kind of like started to search online, and I th- uh, especially in Sapporo, I thought it was kind of like disappearing, but then it kind of seemed like it was still coming back a bit, so I don't know if... I haven't it's, been in the rental market for a little while. It's such a rot, so. isn't it? 
really. I've heard, yeah, it depends on the area. Like, especially Tokyo, it's still quite prevalent. But in Sapporo, not so much. So I guess when, if you're budgeting, maybe budget for, you have to go pay two months up front of rent. So say it's a $1,000 apartment. You're gonna have to pay two thousand or three thousand bucks up front. Up front, yeah, it's a lot of money. If it was, that's an expensive apartment, of course, a thousand bucks. Usually, what go for fifty thousand yen? To Depends where 80. you live. Yeah. Like in in Sapporo, yeah, fifty to eighty probably. Yeah, it's probably it's Tokyo, probably a hundred eighty to a hundred or something like that. Mm, at least three times that amount or so. Fukuoka, yeah. did you look into that <laughs> it's already? Free. It's free because Fukuoka is the best town in Japan. After Sapporo, first love is still But Sapporo. I do agree, man. Sapporo's buildings are pretty dated. Yeah. Well, but the other thing is, like, just the stuff that they're finishing, like, it, anyways, I already talked about it. But okay. it's, some of them are impressive. The new Lafia, when that one finishes, should be good. The high-rise in front of Sapporo Station and one of Japan's tallest buildings is going next to Sapporo Station. When those are finished, it'll probably be a different story. But Well, they're, all, they're closing down, like, almost every department store in town, and they're going to build apartment buildings or, I don't know, Pachinko oh. places, oh, car parks, pachinko, I don't know, man. but they, they're closed. You know, Parco's, not Parco's gone, but Yonpla's gone. Uh, Pivot's going apparently soon as well. Pivot. Pivot. Yeah, <laughs> Pivot. Uh, Parco, probably not so long before that goes as well. Yeah. I don't know. But what? I don't really know what they're doing with Well, those, some of them were like uh, Robinson's, uh, and which turned into what, Lafayette or whatever. By the way, for those listening, these are all uh, what? Uh, department, department stores. stores. Small, yeah. small department stores. Mm, in right separate. in town. Yeah. Yeah. But that one, I think, is just getting rebuilt. I heard that uh, Pivot is uh possibly just gonna get uh rebuilt oh, okay. yeah. so renovation yeah i don't know about yonchame plaza uh, and everything but but yeah a little disappointing support will get on it yeah i mean there's that new building in tanaki koji and that's bloody disgusting oh the one that's gonna have the aquarium in it or whatever wow. yeah the, in place of uh don quixote is that the yeah, way you're talking yeah, about yeah. what do they what do they do with that like another uh, shopping complex uh, or something well it's finished looks is it yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what i mean it, looks shit. it hasn't opened yet. it's the one with the it's like the first five floors or like design that should be strung to oh, it god well it's got like all the bars and oh, stuff yeah yeah great oh, right. design yeah well yeah i'm assuming that that's because it's supposed to be somewhat enclosed because they're gonna have an aquarium in there somewhere but i heard that's on like the basement floors or something but above it is like uh, apartment building so maybe it's like private housing that's why they got the the bars so it doesn't look as uh welcome <laughs> in prison <laughs> prison prison being it's a mental hospital down, down <laughs> um what else do we need if you're coming over uh, well, this was also just like, what, what can you like be surprised by? So workplace culture, you know, oh, get yeah. ready for yeah, a different workplace yep. culture. <laughs> the last one on this list, number 10, adaptability and open-mindedness. Really? Very important. Moving to a new country can be challenging, but also exciting. Approach your experience with an open mind. Be prepared for cultural differences and embrace the opportunity to learn and grow. The number nine, which uh, I know... Uh, Burke is, you know, you probably will enjoy this one. Uh, banking and finances. I don't know why you guys think that about me. I'm, <laughs> I'm like probably the worst, got the worst math, as you guys know. Uh, not very good with. But I know how much you like too. banks in your relationship with them. Always the hangs around them in masks. I'm, I'm a I'm 
doing my dark part-time job, he always tells me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I would have a good relationship with the, oh, that's what you're saying is because yeah. of all the complaints I have. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they hate us, basically. So it's saying, uh, yeah, research different banks because you're going to have to open a local bank account in Japan. If you can. If you can. And choosing one, which can be difficult because sometimes you can't even choose. You're forced to have one bank depending on what your company wants to pay you in. Yeah. I had to open like three different banks just because of uh, the different schools right. I yeah, Each company at. wants a different bank account. Yeah. Right? The three main ones up here are Hokkaido, the North Pacific Bank, Hokkaido Bank, and the Japanese Postal Banking System. Now, Hokkaido and Hokkaido won't accept you unless you've been in the country for at least a year, I think, or something stupid like that no i got accepted right away yeah me too <laughs> yeah but this, no when was this though this is 20 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're talking about recently. oh my gosh man. Like, and wow. it has to be written on your on your your uh guising card that you've been at least six months you have to have a full-time job blah, blah, blah. Wow. you're not money laundering because they're yeah. so worried about foreigners Money laundering, 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's They're just morons, man. Well, um, a part of the, the banking one, so if you're going to come and move to Japan... Uh, Don't chat, do it. <laughs> ChatGBTC also says, consider using international money transfer services as opposed to uh, local Japanese banks to get your money into Japan. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how? I've actually never brought money into Japan uh, internationally by a transfer so okay. the only the only time i brought money into japan was when i came at the beginning and i brought it in cash but okay. ever since then how do you guys how would you guys bring money okay well, i talked that? about i mean i'm not gonna get into it but we had all these complaints about how they just like as matt was saying are so picky about possible money laundering that they make it as impossible as they can to try and bring money over a lot of paperwork a lot of questions yeah, Not, well, yeah, the yeah. transfer itself, you just got to fill in the information, but then the bank calls you and they say, what's this for? And are you sure? And then hmm. five years later, you get a letter from the tax office that says, what was this for? Blah, blah, have you paid taxes? And I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I asked in detail about, uh, and I can quiz both of you on this, and we don't have too much time left, but... Uh, Apart from what you should do to prepare to come to Japan, besides things that Ben asked, I asked uh, ChatGPT, what are some cultural differences between the U.S. and Japan that Americans have the most trouble with? And it gave me seven, seven answers. And I'd like to see if you guys can guess at least one in the limited time that we have left. Cultural differences that are the most trouble for foreigners adjusting to. Americans or um Well I asked Americans, but I think these probably apply to all foreigners. Oh can't be the shoes, surely. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time that we have today, folks. <laughs> um t- uh Come on, just think of some of the episodes we've done. <laughs> uh language must be a big one. Language, well... That's a vague answer. Um, yeah. A bit it, more specific. Yeah, well, it, it, it included language as one of the things to prepare for, so it didn't okay, mention... Okay, how about uh, the overtime culture of working for free? Oh, good, good point, Ben. Uh, I reckon a lot well, of foreigners will struggle with that. Yeah, that's true, but it it uh, mentioned that as part of the things people should prepare for. So, <laughs> All right, um, in place of that... Wearing your undies in an onsen. 
<laughs> That's a good one. I didn't even mention this. I'm going to go back to the chat and mention that on here. Uh, Under, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You budgie smugglers. Right. In, in, in relation to workplace uh, working, though, it said workplace etiquette. Japanese businesses often have a strict hierarchy and a culture of long working hours. So I did mention the working hours. This can be challenging for Americans who are used to a more relaxed hierarchy and a stronger emphasis on work-life balance. So it did so kind what, of what number was that? Uh, that was number three okay. out of seven. Anything else? Any other guesses? Or should I just run through this? Using chopsticks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I think, I mean, you will get asked about that, right? But it wasn't mentioned on here. It just said high context culture. Japan is a high context culture. Talk about communication is a lot more indirect than direct. Uh-huh. Group harmony versus individualism. Ah, okay, yeah, we talked about law, that before. Right? Yeah. This can lead to misunderstandings or discomfort for Americans who are used, who are not used to compromising for the sake of group harmony. Yeah, see, we're talking about, yeah. Right. We're talking about what Burke's talking about. <laughs> me? Why is it always about me, man? Uh, public behavior, you. rude to talk loud on a cell phone. I, I was actually going to say talking loud. Yeah, sure you were. Mm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Indirect refusals, people get confused a lot by this. They don't realize they're being told no. Mm. When, oh, think about it is what you're told. So reading the air. No. Yeah. yeah. Punctuality, this might apply to somebody here in this group. <laughs> Japanese society values punctuality very much. Being late can be seen as a Dude, sign. I was of- 20 minutes early today. Really? I was outside on the bench having my lunch, and I was going to message you guys. Now nah, I'm not going to do that. Cause, uh, Man, I told you why I was late because of that dude. Oh, right. Yeah, telling you the information about the emperor. I was actually researching for today. (laughs) Jesus, I can't. Anyways, punctuality. Last one, service expectations. In Japan, the level of customer service is typically very high, and tipping is not customary. Why would people have trouble with that, though? Well, I don't have any trouble with it. Take my tip. (laughs) Take it. This next sentence might explain it. Uh, (laughs) This can confuse Americans who are used to tipping as a way of expressing gratitude for good service. Yeah, basically, the good service in Japan is free, which throws Americans off. It should Mm, be. Yeah. 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 I remember once I was at a convenience store, and I think the change was one yen. I said, ah, keep it. And I walked out, and the guy chased me down a block. <laughs> it's yen, it's you yen. forgot this. <laughs> I should just. I was, oh shit! Thanks, sorry. You just took it and threw yeah. it at him. <laughs> you just throw it away. He gives you yeah, fuck off. No, I just. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Deep bow. Yeah. So if you're preparing, I don't know, Ben. What did you think of the answers that you got uh, and the things that we discussed? Do you well, think they're uh, I think a, a, good advice people can rely on? AI yeah, well, help? a lot of the ones that uh, GPT gave me for, for my question were kind of, you know, a bit generalized and kind of a lot of common sense is involved, apart from the mm. visa one. That's the only one which like require save detail. money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to Japan. Yeah, right. <laughs> Research on where you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> Find a place to live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's sleep what... with your eyes closed. <laughs> so your, yeah, very. Uh, put your clothes. I don't, know, I don't know if they've uh, you know changed the program to make it a bit more PC or something. Well, isn't that? I mean, that's all it is right now. It's just what, what do they call it? large language models are just predicting what's the most likely next word, uh, uh, the least offensive. You guys are relying on AI too much. You're not going to be able to think for yourself soon. Hold on, let me... How should I think for myself? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So Sam Altman, calm down, man. Obviously, there's no threat going on. <laughs> what is love? Ask that, man. Baby, don't Ooh, hurt me. Oh, wow. Don't hurt me. <laughs> no, but it was, it was good to kind of, you know, de- delve into chat GBT a bit more. Um, can be useful, I think. And I, I think at the moment, it's uh, it's still just the same as kind of using Google. You know. but I think work-wise, I know a few dudes are using it now to sort of plan their lessons and stuff like that. So I haven't yet. Have you? No, no, no. I asked. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did ask uh, not ChatGPT, or I did ask ChatGPT about the podcast, and actually, most of the information it gave was pretty accurate. But then I asked uh, Google's new AI Bard about the podcast, and. Uh, the podcast itself explanation was pretty accurate, but then I said, you know, who is Burke from the Voices of Japan podcast? And it said, I've been living in Japan since 1994. I'm a host of the podcast and I also write for the Japan Times. <laughs> um, and I'm knowledgeable about Japan. And I was like, I kind of felt a little schizophrenic. Didn't know I've been working for the Japan Times for a while. So it was obviously hallucinating. Then I asked, um, uh, who is Ben from the podcast? Punctual, and it said, and it said, host. <laughs> what it said, it said, there's no Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it said, the podcast is hosted by Burke. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I don't even know why you're talking to an empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I asked, uh, who is Matt? And it, uh, it confused you and, uh, Matt Cotter, Matthew Cotter, oh, who was a guest. Yeah. yeah. And so it started giving a lot of information about, uh, Matthew Cotter, but then it, I won't mention it, uh, here. People can search themselves, but it did mention some other things, projects that you're involved in too. Oh, so it kind of mixed up go. both of you guys. Mm. So you're kind of somewhat on the podcast, according to Matt Bart. Is the emperor uh, of Japan. Maybe my name's not being mentioned enough <laughs> yeah, whilst we talk. Stupid. Shut up, fool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's his Bard. So Bard <laughs> is apparently, uh, yeah, it's got to get its, uh, stuff together. Bard. His name yeah. is Bard. B-A-R-D. Yeah. That's a pretty cool name yeah, <laughs> i'm gonna call you bard from now on ben voice <laughs> yeah. in japan podcast hosted by burke bentley matt <laughs> yeah and bentley that's otherwise known maybe bard. that's why he, bard, bard is bentley confused is, yeah, yeah. yeah. being calling me by different names so he, call you he doesn't believe like ben exists bard but, bentley i like it <laughs> i did try to correct it a little bit so maybe if we do the search now i might actually get some of it uh accurate because that's what you know, Did you tell him he was wrong, and then he he come back and said, "Oh, I apologize, I'm wrong." I was like, "You're well, absolutely you- right about Ben, <laughs> but about Burke." <laughs> did you type in uh, Benjamin? Maybe they're confused. Oh, about. it could be. Mm. But no, uh, I think well, we, we never. I don't think you guys have it. Well, I think you've called oh, yeah. me Benjamin a couple. I call of you times. a lot of times. I call you that a lot of times, Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> 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 Only my mum calls me that. So. Please well, stop. <laughs> got something to tell you here. <laughs> you can hear it first on the pod. <laughs> All right, well, I think uh, we kind of got into a lot of good things about uh, AI and bicycles, dark, how to get your dark uh, crime, dark stuff, time jobs. Right? Yeah. Anything else? No. Uh, one interesting news that I found <laughs> last night. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, my, my wife was telling me, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there was big news in the in the entertainment industry in Japan. Oh, oh yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a can of worms. Right. Johnny's yeah. the uh what you call the biggest probably uh, talent, talent, agency. talent agency in Japan. They're they're kind of finally getting exposed, even though a lot of abuse everyone's been known 
that this has been happening for for ages, like since the eighties and nineties. Yeah, but Japan's pretty behind the ball, man. Well, they there was a new documentary that came out on BBC yeah. about it, and that was about the whole kind of you know Johnny's a paedophile and right. and one famous. I don't think he's actually very famous, but a Johnny's talent came right. out, and he was on the documentary. Documentary, he spoke about it. And then that came back into Japan, and everyone started interviewing him. Mm. And then the CEO of Johnny's actually gave a formal apology, oh. and it's the first time oh, okay. they've acknowledged <laughs> the like anything. daughter. She's a daughter. Yeah, or she's the, the niece. The niece. Yeah, Johnny's yeah. niece. He didn't have any children. Yeah, he's d- a pedophile. I can't, <laughs> can't remember if it was like so. Uh, all's forgiven. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Bow done. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember if it was like an opinion piece or just an article, but in the Japan Times, but it was basically saying how sad it is that it uh, it took like um, all these like exposés and uh, basically overseas media to continue focusing on it for Japan to yeah. finally put full attention. Yeah, because, but I mean, England had the same thing with that. Jimmy Savile, yeah, that wanker. But isn't that because, like, in Japan, um, because of how big Johnny's company is, they have a lot of power over the newspapers Uh, and media outlets because they want their talents to be, or the the newspaper outlets want their Mm. talents to be on their newspapers, right? To give out information, and because then people will buy their content. Mm. So they had to kind of listen to what Johnny's wanted to had to say and they could kind of set some rules yeah man but this if if it's that bad this it's it would destroy a company it probably will because a lot of uh actually johnny's artists have uh have resigned from the company because they think it's going to affect their careers which it probably will be (laughs) yeah well this thing i mean (laughs) not as a moral no of course not (laughs) (laughs) this thing is saying accusations have been coming out since at least 1965 there's a Shukan Sanke published a story, including a quote from a Johnny's member alleging that Kitagawa sexually abused him. And then there's another complaint in 1988 and then 1999. So yeah, it's been people complaining a lot, but yeah, maybe just for exactly like you're saying, they, you know, because of the influence didn't, weren't able to actually do anything about mm. it. But well, I guess the good thing is when shit like that goes on, it'll eventually come up eventually. Like, well, that's it. I mean, now, it? now it's started. So it's now, almost yeah. like the snowball yeah, effect you, is going to be in full flow yeah. pretty soon. So yeah. I'm sure in the future, we'll probably do a, a, a podcast episode yeah. on the situation because right. this is only just starting like the last kind of couple of months, right? Yeah, so right. It's been well, especially up. in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, in, uh, attention being brought to it, right? So, all right. Oh, and one last, one last bit of news. You know, chicken and the egg. Apparently, I heard that Japan gets a lot of its chickens from Brazil. Ah, okay. So that answers my question <laughs> from last week. Uh, what came, what first? came first, the chicken, chicken or the egg? The egg? <laughs> <laughs> now, so why, why were there so many chickens but, but no, no eggs. eggs in Japan? Because you can't buy any eggs anymore. <laughs> well, I think they're killing the chickens too. Yeah, but, yeah, but, no, but you oh, still oh, you buy, mean like you still oh, buy like chicken everywhere? There's oh, no shortage okay. of chickens, yeah. but there's shortage of eggs. Oh, right, right, right. When you go, like, you can order a chicken meal pretty easily. Yeah. or go buy chicken at the okay, but no eggs. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of wondered why was that? Why don't they? That? Most imported chickens comes from Brazil. There you go. Well, why don't they just buy eggs from Brazil too? Because maybe they'll um, maybe they'll hatch by the time they get over here. Like they do in my fridge. (laughs) 
That'll be the next question to answer. Matthew, there's, there's your <laughs> next right. homework. My next homework assignment. I'll give it to that dude who I work with. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, leave us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, preferably, or but wherever you listen to your podcasts. And check us out on YouTube on our in our new cool corner of the bar. <laughs> That's right. So we're not in a cave, as uh, as it did look like before. We are, there are windows here. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. Catch All you right. next time. All right. Bye bye. This episode was brought to you by Barefoot Bar, located downtown Sapporo, walking distance from the subway station. There are a variety of Japanese-made craft bottled beers, also a wide range of regular and some very unique spirits and basic cocktails also available. Burgers and pub-style snacks with friendly English and Japanese-speaking staff. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash barefootbar. And that's the, the animal, B-E-A-R, foot bar.